Alrighty, another Cash Medi podcast. Tonight we're going to be talking about the San Diego Padres and strictly the Padres. But before we get started, let's start with the sponsor from La Jolla Chevron. When in La Jolla, don't forget to visit La Jolla Chevron, an extra mile convenience store at 7475 La Jolla Boulevard, La Jolla, California. Alright, so tonight I'm going to be talking about Andy Green. I'm going to get into... The trade rumors with Yates, Renfro, and Reyes, and I'll finish off with the minor leagues. All right, let's start with Andy Green. Let's start with some pluses. Everyone probably has seen on social media that I'm not a big Andy Green fan, but let's start with some pluses. I think the lineup construction, I think for the most part, he's done a pretty solid solid job there. Um, you know, he's not shuffling the lineup every single fucking day like we've seen past managers, Bud Black. Uh, he's playing consistent players. He's... He's keeping, you know, the lineup pretty consistent, at least one through five. Uh, I would like him to play Mejia more often, but, I mean, to be honest, Hedges, it seems like the pitchers pitch better with him. I mean, you got you to gotta factor that in there, but I would like to see Mejia more. I think he's, you know, I think, I don't know, what, about a month ago or, or less than a month ago, it seems like. He's played Mejia more, so I've I've kind of given him credit there. I wish I wish they would have done it earlier in the season, but what have you? If you play Mejia enough, give him enough at bats, I think you'll have a better a better sense of what he's going to be come next year. Um, I personally wouldn't bat Tatis second or first. I would bat him probably second, and I definitely would not bat Reyes fourth or fifth because it seems like he just keeps coming up with. Ducks on the pond, and he's hitting under, I think it's like 167 with runners in scoring position. So I would flip that off. I would probably go a lineup of Tatis against a right-hander. I would put Garcia 2. I would put Machado 3, Hosmer 4, Renfro 5, and Reyes 6. That's what I would do. Against a left-hander, I'd probably put Reyes in the 2-hole, Tatis 1. You know, So I guess I would keep Tatis at the one uh, all year because they don't really have a leadoff hitter. But I mean, maybe even put Margot. I mean, I would. What I'm saying is, down the road they should put Tatis in a two hole. You know, next year or the following year because they they really need a leadoff hitter. And I'll get into that. So I really haven't really gotten upset at Green at that. Um, as far as playing the outfielders, I think he's done a very good job mixing in the outfielders. I know people got upset that Reyes played yesterday over. Naylor, but I think he's done a pretty good job of giving guys some days off. I mean, it's not an easy outfield to deal with. You basically have two DHs in Naylor and Reyes. I mean, they're just god-awful defensively. They can't get to any balls. Um, They got noodle arms. I mean, they're really, really bad defensively. Myers can't hit, so it's hard to play him. I don't even think he can see the ball. I don't even know if he even cares to see the ball anymore. I mean, he just is clueless out there. Margot's starting to come around. I think he's done a pretty solid job dealing with the outfielders um, that people don't give him credit. The problem I have with Andy Green is I feel like he manages every game like it's a playoff game. You can't manage every game like it's a playoff game. I said this when they were 11 and 5 or 11 and 6 whenever they were. I said it's going to come and backfire on your ass because you you pitch stamina way too much. Um you pull pitchers way too early and I felt like the bullpen was going to get taxed and it did or it has 
and especially Stammons. Stammons had some moments where he looks really good, and then he's had some moments where he's gotten crushed. And you could say, well, that's just Stammons' fault. No, I think part of it, the way he burned Stammons out, I think that that's definitely on Andy Green. I think Stammons would be having a better season if he didn't burn him and use him so much in so many games, any tight games. You gotta, you gotta just try to win a different way and use a different pitcher. Um, you can't always just use your best pitchers uh, or your best relievers in every game. I felt like he did that the first month. I felt like he taxed Stammen, and I think it's cost him. It's backfired on his ass. As far as the pitching staff, I, uh, starting pitchers, I think he takes guys out too early. He takes Lucchese out way too early in games. I think he takes Lauer out in some games too early. I think in sometimes, you know, the Padres will be down like 6-1 or 5-1, It'll be like the sixth, seventh inning, and he still, I don't know, he still makes it like it's a one-run game. I just feel like sometimes you just got to take the L, let someone out there, let Erlin or someone in some of these situations just get bombed, and he'll bring, like, Wingington in, and I'm like, why are you wasting that bullet? So I feel like he doesn't do a good job on there in, in those situations. I feel like he's not really, he's not good on the defensive shifts. The stats show that he's he's really poor. The Padres are one of the worst teams defensively on the shifts. He was supposed to come in here and be that was one of the things that he was going to do. Was he was going to come in here and he was going to steal some outs cuz he's his strategy on defensive shifts and he was so smart and this and that and he's not. So that'd be like hiring an offensive coordinator to be your head coach and your offense sucks. It's like, come on, dude. You're supposed to be an expert at that shit, you know? I feel like the base running's always sucked under under his tutelage. I feel like the approach by a lot of these guys under his tutelage has been garbage. All they do is swing for the fences. Nobody tries to bunt. Nobody tries to mix in a walk. Uh, Hosmer in Kansas City, you know, he walked at a pretty decent rate. It seems like he comes over here. He, he doesn't try to walk anymore. Um... You you look at Josh Naylor. Josh Naylor walked all of his minor leagues, double A and triple A, all last year. He comes up here. He's swinging out of his ass. Um, Reyes swings out of his ass. Renfro is still has, has never developed and learned how to walk. Margot still has not learned how to walk. He's starting to maybe a little bit, but I feel like their approaches. Hedges is still what is he in the fourth fifth year. You know, all the years have been with Andy Green. He still doesn't know how to walk at all. He's swinging out of his ass. I feel like the every player on the team's approaches are the same. You could say, well, what about Tatista and Machado? Well, first of all, those guys are elite players, and it's only their first year with Green. I'm worried that if they're, they're if Green comes back next year, that their approaches are going to get worse and worse. Um you know, so that's something that is a huge concern for me. And you could say, well, that's on the hitting coach. You're the you're the manager, okay? If you don't like, if you don't like when you're the head coach, if you don't like what the offensive coordinator is doing, you're going to tell him to change something up. You don't like what the defensive coordinator is doing, you're going to tell him to change up. You're the manager. You're the boss. So they've had a bunch of different hitting coaches, and it's the same approach. The common denominator is Andy Green. So that's something I don't think people talk about. I feel like they just, I don't know. They, the approaches, and what I mean by approach is they just swing out of their asses. Like it'll be 2-0 and and they'll take one right down the middle and then it's 0-2 and they're swinging, you know, balls in the dirt. It's like, come on, dude. 
Know what you're doing up there. Have an approach. Have a have a game plan. Will Myers has no game plan when he goes up there. You know, I mean, Tony Gwynn, look, am I expecting everyone to be Tony Gwynn? No. Tony Gwynn, you could always tell he had, a, he had a good game plan. He knew what the pitchers were going to throw to him. He knew how to go the other way with stuff. Uh, Hosmer looks like, I mean, as far as that goes, it looks like, in my opinion, that he has the best, you know, probably studies the most and probably looks at pitchers the most. Machado's just, you know, he's just got the best swing. And then Tatis is just is the best at, or uh, probably the most talented too him and him but as far as you know I I feel like Hosmer gets almost as uh, almost the most out of him you know I feel like I feel like Renfro could be better if he had a better approach and took more pitches Hedges hasn't changed his swing since day 1 he hasn't changed anything Margot really hasn't changed anything of his approach he's finally maybe starting to do this starting to do that he's starting to mix in some walks and maybe he's finally getting it. And Marco's only 23 years old. So maybe I jumped the gun on him because I was like, dude, he sucks. Like he, Because he just couldn't hit a 91-mile-an-hour fastball, him or Hedges. And once you can't do that, I feel like you're done. But Margo, there's slim glimpse there. And only the, the best part of Margo to me is he's still only 23 years old. So he's got time to come around. But he's never going to come around if he's swinging out of his ass like he's Kilvio Varis and shit. So get it, get her, uh, you know, shorten up the swing, try to work some walks. You look at um, Garcia. I feel like Garcia gives him really good at bats. Well, guess what? It's only his first year there, here. So that's what I'm afraid of is as time goes on, these guys are going to get, you know, have worse and worse approaches. So I think it's time to let Andy Green go. Maybe not right now, but after the season. I mean, when you're, they're three games under 500. They just won today. Chris Paddock pitched a hell of a game. Absolutely dominated. I'll get to Paddock in a sec, but I mean, it was really nice seeing that. I feel like they got a lot of talent that, like, I don't, they shouldn't be three games under 500. I predicted them to go 80 and 82. So they're like right there at my prediction. But if you watch a team and you got, they got over 90 games in them. At, or close to 100 almost now, or 90. I don't even know what it's at. Yeah, it's about 95 games. I think they're 46 and 49. So about 95 games, you're going to have a better sense of the team. And I feel like they got more talent than what people expected or thought. You know, Chris Paddock is better than what you could expect him. You know, he's got an ERA of 2.7. He's a rookie. Tatis is hitting, I don't know what he's hitting now. He was hitting like 330. So let's just, I don't know, maybe it's down to like 320. I mean, I thought a good season for Tatis would be 260, 270. 25 home runs, play good defense, be tremendous around the base pass. He's making some errors, but he gets to a bunch of balls. I mean, he's he'll cut the errors down as the years go on, so I wouldn't be too concerned about that if anyone is. He's striking out a shit ton. Shit ton. I thought he would probably strike out even a little bit more than what he actually is because he struck out a lot in, down in the minors. But when he makes contact, the ball goes far and good things happen. Even if he makes weak contact, there's a good chance if it's on the left side of the infield that he has a chance of beating it out. So I feel like there's more talent on this team. Did anyone expect Framil to be hitting 26 home runs at this point? I mean, I put a $5 bet at 100-1 to 1 that he would lead the league in home runs. But, I mean, I figured he would hit, you know, if he had a great season, I thought, you know, 40-something home runs. Um 
but I wasn't really expecting it. I just thought it was a good value bet, so I put you know a five dollar bet on it. I mean, him and him and Renfro have a combined fifty home runs, fifty plus. I mean, yeah, they got a. You could say I know some people keep tweeting me. Well, they got a hole at second base, catcher, and center field. Sure, I understand that, and their bullpen sucks. I understand that, but they got a elite player at shortstop, an elite player at third base. You got the best closer in baseball. If you didn't have him as your closer in all these one-run games, even tonight, tonight he had to get five outs. 95% of the closers probably blow that game. Not blow it because it was their fault. I mean, you got two errors. Hosmer needs to come up with at least one of those. Um, I thought the one that Tatis threw was probably a... I don't, I don't know if you expect him to come up with that one. The one Garcia threw, I thought he should have came up with. Or one of them. I forget which one. Um... But two errors, and he basically has to get five outs. And I don't know how many saves Yates has that they only had a one-run lead that he's come in. If he had a normal season and you would have like three or four blown saves right now, I don't know, three blown saves, that's two more losses, you know? So I feel like they have two type of bullpens. I feel like they have a bullpen that, you know, you get to the seventh inning is, is pretty good. And I feel like in close games, you know, they've blown some lately. But for the most part, especially if you get to Gates, the game's over. Stammen's been okay. And then Wingington's okay. Sometimes, you know, he blows it. But the other guys are the problem. The depth in the bullpen is the problem. The Jose Castillo injury really hurt him. Having to have Strom start really hurt him. Um, you know, Warren got hurt. I don't know how good he would have been. Luke got hurt. I don't know how good he would have been. But, I mean, that's what's really hurt him. Now you get Munoz. I think that's going to help a lot. I think he should be, you know, better start grooming him for the seventh, eighth inning type of roles. And then maybe even next year he's your closer if you trade Yates. But, I mean, you can't just say, well, they got to... They got a hole in center field. And first of all, second base really hasn't been that bad. When they play Garcia, you should that's the one thing that I don't understand. Why isn't Andy Green playing Garcia more, especially against right-handed pitching over Kinsler? I mean, you you gonna tell me the manager doesn't do that? You gonna tell me that it's just a computer? And if it's just a computer that tells them or that the guy's up above because the computer tells him to do it, then what the fuck is the point of the manager? I hate that excuse. If you're going to do that, then what's the point of the manager? Just pay somebody minimum wage to go out there and, you know, to do nothing. Tap someone on the ass. Hey, go out there and play hard. If, you, if you're just going to have a computer tell you what to do. And that's another thing. I don't want a manager that just doesn't have control. He should have control of all the decisions on the field. You're the one that should be making all the decisions. I don't want a robot out there. I want a fucking manager. Make a decision. You think Bochy's not making decisions over there in San Francisco? How the fuck is the San Francisco Giants ahead of the Padres? I've been arguing that for the last couple of weeks, and people are like, well, the Giants got a really good bullpen. Fuck, dude. We got a, a much, not a much better, we got a better closer. You think, you think Giant fans are like, oh, we got Will Smith. Let's just get jiggy with it, dude, because Will Smith's just fucking badass, man. We, we're just we're going to the playoffs because we got Will Smith, man. I mean, yeah, they got a really good bullpen. They also have a manager who knows how to manage a bullpen. He's been doing it for years. He knows how to manage starters. He knows how to manage veterans around his ball club. He knows what he's doing. If you don't think that 
Bruce Bochy has made that team probably five to seven games better than what they probably should be, then you're fucking out of your mind. And if you don't think that, in my opinion, I mean, you could argue with me on this. You shouldn't. There's no way you could argue with me on the Bochy part. But you could argue with me on the Andy Green. I think Andy Green's cost him five to seven probably games. We should be five, seven games ahead of the Giants. How the fuck are we behind them? Name one guy on the Giants that would be starting a regular starter on the Padres. Buster Posey, that's about it. And he's fucking done. He is done. He's hitting like 250 with like five home runs and 28 RBIs or something. I don't know. But our catching has been so bad offensively that he would probably be starting. That's it. Belt ain't starting at first base. There's no way. I know someone will probably be like, well, Belt has a better F-war or B-war or Z-war or Q-war or L-war. I don't care. There's no way he's better than Hosmore. No fucking way. Joe Panic. I mean, Joe Panic's awful over there at second base. I don't know. Maybe he's better than Garcia. Maybe, but you're not. You're not winning another game or two because you have Joe Panic instead of Garcia. Shortstop Crawford versus Tatis. Get out of here. You got um, Longoria for for Machado. No chance. And in the outfield, you got Pilar. I guess Pilar would start just because of his defense, I guess. And he's got a little more power than Margo. But you ain't winning more games. You're going to have the same amount of wins or losses. They got Alex Dickerson, and I don't know who else they throw out there. Some other bums. There's no way those guys are better than Renfro and Reyes. No fucking way. I know Dickerson's hitting well. Well, was it our, he was with our manager. He wasn't doing shit. Hmm. What happened there? So... I mean, I don't understand why people can't just admit that Bochy's way better than Andy Green and that it's embarrassing that we're in, technically, we're a half a game ahead of Colorado, I believe, and we're in fourth place. That's another That's another team that should be embarrassed. Bud Black should be embarrassed that he's in last place. The Rockies and Padres have much more talent than the Giants and Arizona. Both of those teams should be ahead of both of those teams. Padres and, and Rockies should be fighting for second place. I'm not saying, and one thing people keep coming up to me is like, well, what'd you expect? What'd you expect? I'm not expecting the Padres to be five games above or, you know, five, seven games above 500. They should be above 500 though. Look at the roster that they have, dude. The pitching staff is not that bad to starters. The bullpen is, yeah, it's a weakness, but you have some elite fucking everyday players. Start managing it. Start winning some games. Start, you know, moving guys over. Small ball here and there. Do something. Instead of always just, well, the bullpen blew it. Well, maybe manage the bullpen better. All right, so let's move on to trade rumors. So you got Yates, Renfro, and Reyes have been talked about for trades. I think you, I'm definitely in sell mode as far as Yates goes. I would definitely trade him if you get the right deal. You don't have to trade Yates. I keep saying this, but I would lean definitely of trading him. I would try to get a left-handed outfielder. Preferably that plays center field or or the corner outfield if you're going to flip Reyes or, or Renfro. But they need a left-handed bat. They basically only have one left-handed bat, and that's uh, Hosmer. Um, Garcia, he's not part of the future. That's not a left-handed bat. And then Mejia is in there, but we don't know what we have in Mejia. So Mejia, could, it seems like he's got a really good bat, and he's got potential, but he hasn't put it together yet. So you don't know, you know, you could have uh, a different catcher in two, three years from now. Who knows? But 
If you could get a left-handed bat for Yates, I would do it. Or if you could get another starting pitcher, I would probably do it. Now, I'm not I'm not trading him, you know, for three, four prospects and you're hoping one guy goes, one guy pans out. No fucking way. I'm trading Yates for, you know, a top 50, top 35 type of prospect. There's no way I'm getting less. Maybe top 75 and if you throw in something else. Or top 75 if the guy plays like center field and you feel like he could be a leadoff hitter. So... I would definitely I'm definitely pro trading Yates. But if you bring him back, I'm fine with that too. Like you don't have to, like I said. As far as Renfro and Reyes go and trading one or the other or both, I think you're definitely selling high on Renfro if you trade him. So I am intrigued on that. Um but I don't feel like you have to trade either one of these guys. I feel like you can live in the outfield with a really good center fielder, if it's Margot, I mean, Margot defensively is pretty good. And Renfro, I don't know why Renfro plays left field. He doesn't play right field. And Reyes doesn't play left field. Renfro's got a cannon over there in right field. I don't understand. But I, I don't feel like you have to trade either one. But if you're going to trade one, that's fine. As long as you get a, a left-handed bat coming back and he plays the outfield. Otherwise, if you trade him and you and and you let's say you traded uh, Reyes and if you feel like and you got like a starting pitcher and you feel like you could play Naylor in the outfield, there's no fucking way. He's just Naylor's not good enough of a hitter. I mean, he'll probably be a 270, 280 type of hitter and he'll have a good on-base percentage, but he's not going to hit enough home runs to overcome his defense in the outfield. He really technically should be a first baseman or a DH. And if you're going to trade Reyes so that you could play Naylor, there's no way I'm doing that. If you're going to trade Renfro so you could play Naylor, you can't have Naylor and Reyes in, in the outfield together. That's just, there's just no way. Too many singles are going to drop in, and then some singles are going to roll to be doubles. Some doubles are going to roll to be triples. No fucking way. You can't have those two guys out there. There's just no way. So... I would I would probably hold on to both of them right now. One thing on Reyes is if you trade him to an American League team, I think you're selling high on him at the age of 23. He's got so much potential, though, I'm not giving him up. You got him under control for I don't know how many years, and he's gonna hit 40, he's gonna hit 40 plus home runs. Now the guy can't hit with runners in scoring position, or really he can't hit with guys on. He's hit into a bunch of double plays. I think he's hit into 13. But that may that may come as time goes. Like he might get more and more comfortable. He he sees more pitches. He he, he feels more comfortable at the plate. He becomes a veteran by the age of 25, 26 years old. He might be an RBI machine. I don't know. He's got to shorten up his stroke a little bit. I think when runners are on, and he's also got to take some pitches. Like he, it seems like he always swings at the first pitch, first or second pitch. Like the first pitch that he sees for a strike, he's swinging when guys are on. Seems like he takes some more calm swing when nobody's on and he you know he hits a bunch of solo home runs. I mean he has 26 26 home runs. I think he has 44 RBIs. That's just not good enough. I don't care what the you know the war number says or or WRC plus. I I don't give a fuck. If you're not producing with with guys on, you're hurting the team. Okay? And in a situation where I feel like war or WRC plus doesn't value 
you know, hitting with runners on because they feel like, I feel like those two stats, those two metrics are just like, well, you had no control if guys were on or not. What would you rather have? Would you rather have a solo home run or a two-run single? You know, you'd rather have the two-run single. You scored two runs. You could say, well, his solo home run, it's not his fault that the bases weren't loaded to get the two-run single. Okay, so let's say let's say Hosmer goes one for four, but he gets two RBIs because he, he got a single with the bases loaded and you scored two runs. Reyes goes one for four, but his when, when the bases were loaded for him, he rolls into a double play, and his one for four was a solo shot. I feel like War and WRC Plus are going to give a lot more credit to Reyes's game than Hosmer's game, where I'm thinking, well, who helped you win the game? Hosmer's single? You know, who who's hitting? I don't know what he's hitting now. I, th- I think it's dropping down. He's probably still hitting over 350 at runners' scoring position. Or Reyes' solo home run. Obviously, the one that got the two runs. So... I don't know why people don't think that that shit matters. I think I think you're pretty stupid if you don't think hitting with runners in scoring position and clutch hitting. I don't care about a three-run homer when you're playing in Colorado. It's 15 to two, and you cut it to 15 to five, or you you add it on to make it you know 18 to two. All that shit needs to be considered. I feel like War doesn't do that because you know you always hear guys like Keith Law are always like. Oh, clutch players, there's no such thing. It just happens or something. Bullshit just happens. You can just tell. Who do you want up as a Padre fan? Do you want Hosmer up with runners on? Or do you want Reyes? And if you're saying Reyes, you're just you're just not watching the games. Hosmer's much better with runners on. Especially when runners in scoring position. He's a veteran, he knows what he's doing. Reyes is too anxious. But I feel like if you give up Reyes now. I mean, he might be a 40 home run guy, you know, for five straight years or something, maybe even 50 in a year. And if he ever learns how to hit, and I, he's only 23, so you got to give him time. If he ever learns how to hit with runners on, he's going to be he's going to be a heck of a player, even with his defense. His defense is bad. It feels it feels like his defense has gotten a little bit better as time has gone on, but he doesn't have any speed. He's not going to get to balls. I mean, it feels like he. He's getting better jumps lately. I mean, he's getting – Naylor was yesterday coming in. I mean, that, he does, he's clueless out there. I don't think Naylor's going to get better defensively. He's got a – you know, he's a little more of an athlete than Reyes. But – and another thing is if you get the DH, Reyes is perfect for the DH. Absolutely perfect. So I personally would hold on to both of them. I don't really understand the – the hurry to trade one or the other. Um, I think Proler just wants to get one of one of them out of there because he feels like they're kind of the same player. But, I mean, Renfro's been so good defensively this year or so much better than what he used to be. And he's pretty damn good out there now defensively. I feel real comfortable with him. I don't feel like they're the same player anymore. I felt like they were at the beginning of the season. But now I feel like Renfro's, you know, above average defender out there. And, I mean, you could get, you know, another guy with speed and and try to win games with speed or, you know, better batting average and stuff like that. Because I don't think Reyes is ever going to have a good batting average. But if he hits 250, 260, and he's hitting 40, close to 50 home runs every season, and he learns how to hit with runners in scoring position, I mean, he's going to be really, really good. And, you know, 
one thing on Renfro, though, I'll go back to is if you do trade him, you're selling high on him. Because I think he has three more years of control and he's having his best season. So you would get something back. I mean, you're going to get something back with either one of them. I just don't think you have to do it right now. I don't know why you would try to make another hole. You already got enough holes. You know, I don't, I don't, so I would, I would probably keep them both. As far as, uh, let's talk a little bit about the minor leagues. I saw Gore pitch the other day. I mean, he was fantastic in double A. Curveball was really nice. I mean, he was behind in the count a few times, 2-0. and And he was dropping some nasty curveballs, nasty change-ups. I mean, he was pitching backwards. The announcers were for the opposing team. I mean, they were, they were raving about it. They were enjoying it. I mean, they were just, they couldn't believe how composed he is. And, I mean, that guy's going to be in the starting rotation. I'll just say right now. He's going to be in the starting rotation. Barring an injury or really looking bad in spring training, he's going to be, he's going to be on the opening day roster. I'm not saying he's pitching opening day, but I think he's going to be on the opening day roster. Let's go to Paddock. Paddock threw a gem today. Very close to throwing a no-hitter. He's got a 2.7 ERA. I got guys coming in my mention saying, it's the same old Padres. I've been hearing for years about the farm system. Oh, you guys keep talking about the farm system. AJ Preller should get fired and this and she'd be gone. Who else would wait five years for this product? Are you fucking kidding me, dude? Paddock looks like he's got a chance to be an ace. I don't think he'll be an ace, but I think he's got a really good chance of being a really dominant number two pitcher. Uh, the curveball starting to come more and more around. I mean, if he gets that curveball to just be average, I, then he's going to be an ace. I don't know if it will. Seems like tonight he had it going a little bit, especially that one he threw to that left-hander earlier in the game. I mean, that thing dropped. That was a really nice pitch. If he could get that, you know, as another strikeout pitch, another, a pitch that guys are going to chase out of the zone, then he's going to be really good because when he has his fastball control, I mean – that's where everything feeds off of. It's like having a running game, a really good offensive line. The quarterback's just got all day. Once he's got, once he's got that, everything feeds off of that. So his changeup, I always feel like that's going to be, you know, a really good pitch. I mean, he hangs it a couple times, but he's getting better and better. He went through that stretch where he struggled, and now he's getting better and better. That's a really good sign. You knew, I mean, they're all young pitchers. They're going to go through some phases where they're going to get hit. They're, they're going to miss on location. That's the thing on these young pitchers is location. You know, do they have their command? And right now he's got it. He's got the mojo going. I mean, I don't understand how you could say it's the same old Padres. When you got Tatis and him, in most cases, would be rookie of the year, you know, if it wasn't for Peter Alonso having the type of season that he's having. And then, you know, if Paddock could have gone more innings this year, I don't know how many innings he'll go. He's already got 100 innings, I believe, and he threw 90 last year. He could probably throw 120, 130 innings. So he's only got, you know, I don't know. He's probably got doesn't have that many more starts. They got Garrett Richards throws two innings today. Apparently, that'd be nice. Maybe bring him up and he can help in relief. You know, Strom, you know, should be able to help in relief. I don't know. Maybe they'll use Paddock in in September as like a two-inning pitcher or something. I, I don't know. But I don't really care because they're not making the playoffs anyways this year. 
As far as uh, Morahan lately, he's gone eight innings. So the last four starts, every start he he goes two innings. He's gone eight innings. He's given up no runs. I don't. I think he's given up like one or two hits in that span. I mean, he's looking really good lately. I would like to see him go more innings, you know, and push it a little bit. But I mean, they're being very optimistic on him. I don't understand really what it what they're doing. I don't or what the reason is. I guess they're just afraid he might get hurt. I could see I could see Morahan. I mean, he's he's ninety seven, ninety eight, and then he throws like a knuckle curve and a changeup. I mean, they're all plus pitches. The changeup's nasty. The, the, the curve when he has it going, when he's you know got good location on the fastball, is nasty. Everything feeds off of the fastball again. But if he's got Sometimes he's a little wild, and sometimes he loses control, and he loses composure. He's 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 only twenty, but he he's not as poised as Gore is. Gore Gore's much more poised than Morahan. Paddock's twenty three years old, so last year he was twenty two. He was you know more poised, but I mean it's a two year difference. Morahan gets rattled kind of when things don't go his way, and then he kind of gives up a big inning. But when you're throwing ninety eight. And then you're dropping those off-speed pitches. I mean, you're going to be good. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a bullpen piece next year. Maybe they piggyback on some games with him. You know, throw two, three innings um, and ease him in that way. And then maybe in 2021, he's a starter. Something like that. Because he's got the stuff right now. He could pitch in the major leagues. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind. It's just, is he mature enough? Does he have the composure? You know, to pitch in the majors. I don't know. Maybe that'll come by next year. Hopefully it does. I could see him being a middle reliever next year and then maybe a high leverage guy halfway through the season and then the following season being a starter. Um, Baez, I watched Baez. Um, more, going back to Morahan, Morahan's dropped his ERA to 4.25. I mean, he was hovering around 6, 7 for a while. And then, you know, he doesn't have that many innings. So the ERA, as long as he continues to throw up some bagels like he's been throwing lately, the ERA will keep dropping. I wouldn't worry too much on his ERA, though. Baez threw another two innings tonight. I showed some video of that changeup that he was throwing. I mean, he's 97-98. I mean, he's filthy, dude. If they use him as a reliever next year, I mean, he's going to be really, really good. I'd use him as a high leverage, 7th, 8th inning reliever. I mean, he's got closer stuff. It's 98 fastball. It rises up. 6-8, you know, he comes on top of you. I mean, it probably looks like he's throwing 105 miles an hour. And then he drops that changeup, and he's got a he's got another curveball in there too. I mean, he's filthy, dude. I don't know why they're only you know they they pitch him like two innings, and then he'll have three four days off or three days off, and then he'll pitch another two innings. And he's a reliever used that way. If you're going to be a reliever in the pros, you're going to have to pitch back to back games. So I don't know if that's going to happen in the near future. Otherwise, I think he's ready. Because if if someone told me he could go back to back games then I, I think he's pretty much ready. I mean, the guy's just overpowering people. He's got an ERA of two. He had like one bad game where he gave up a couple runs. Um, I think he's thrown, I, I don't know exactly what his stats are, but I know the strikeouts is like almost like one and a half strikeouts per inning. So he's been dominant down there, looking really good. I'm really high on him. I wasn't as high as, on him as last year. Last year he was like 93, 94. But apparently his back was hurt. And maybe that's still a concern. That's why they don't want to keep throwing him. 
you know, back-to-back games or or throw them day off and then throw them. They, they're still not even doing that. So that's that's my only concern on him. Otherwise, the stuff is just electric. I mean, they got so many pitchers. I don't know why people are still saying like, oh, maybe you should fire AJ or who gets five years. You're just dumb. Fucking read up on it or get the get the first pitch app and watch it. Otherwise, just shut your fucking mouth. And that's another thing on Twitter is I can't stand these fucking guys that hide behind their accounts. They have no name. You you don't know who they are, nothing. And they talk so much shit about everything. Every time they lose, it's fucking the world's ending and blah, blah, blah. Everybody needs to be fired. Uh, this and that. It's just like, you're fucking dumb. I'm tired of that shit. Stop hiding behind Twitter accounts. Be a man. If you want to say something and disagree with me, that's perfectly fine. I love sports. We can argue sports. I don't care. But at least show who you are. Don't be a pussy about it. Um, Owen Miller down in the minors is looking really good. I've been watching him lately. I didn't really know much about him. I mean, I knew they drafted him. I knew people had talked about him. But I was like, eh, whatever, you know. And he's got real good back control. He sprays the ball. Um, If they traded Urias, I wouldn't be surprised if Owen Miller... You know, you know, as your backup second baseman next year, you know, if they if they re-sign Garcia or something, and you had Owen Miller backing him up, you know, play against lefties and and then split time with Garcia, I, I wouldn't be surprised with that. And I think that guy can, I think that guy can hit major league pitching, at least be pretty good with it. So, as far as Urias goes, again, I still think people overrank that kid. His numbers are not as good as everyone thinks they are. I think he's hovering around 320 now. I mean, 320 in that park, that's not that great of a batting average. He's got a lot of home runs. I think he's got like 14 or something, 14, 15. Um, but I don't want him to try to be a home run type of hitter. I wish he would shorten up the swing or shorten up the leg kick or shorten up the approach. Because a lot of his home runs, I'm like, when he hits it, I'm like, that's not getting out in Petco. There's no way. I would say like at least four or five of them are not getting out of Petco. And Ty France, I think, is hitting like 370 or 380. So when someone's hitting 320, it's not that big of a deal. Perella's hitting like 340. You know, Austin Hedges hit like 330 over there. It's It doesn't mean you're a good hitter if you, you know. His defense is really good, though. I love his defense. He's he's showing the athleticism to play shortstop, showing the range to play shortstop even. So his defense has improved a lot, in my opinion, because when I first started watching this like two and a half years ago in the minors, he was like the first guy I watched because he was in double A and he was hitting really, really good and he had a lot of back control and, you know, it was in double A. And he was more of just spraying the ball around. I wish he would go more to that approach, but we'll see. I mean, I don't know. I, as far as like, are we going to see him this year? I the only way they're going to see they're, you're going to see him this year is if is if Kinsler or Garcia get hurt or they release Kinsler. So I don't know, but I would like to see him get some at bats. So maybe you just eat the money on Kinsler and you just release his ass because I want to see him get at bats before next year. If he got August and September, you know that's that's a good enough of. A, uh, that that gets his feet wet going into next year. I don't want him just giving the second base job next year and 
he hasn't really played in the majors, like just two little brief stints. I don't want that. I want two straight months of playing every single day. So, I mean, we're getting close to August. I mean, you better make a decision on that. Otherwise, you're going to go into next year. You're not going to really know what you have in Urias. Um, one other guy I'd like to talk about is Edward Olivares. That guy's starting to impress me, man. That guy's pretty good. He's 23. You know, he could play center field, right field. He's impressive. That guy can hit. And he hits for some power. I would I would put him in a trade package, you know, if they're going to go get, you know, someone that they really like. You know, you could throw him into the deal. That's the thing about the Padres. They have so much depth in the minor league system that, you know, so much depth. They could put a lot of guys into a, into a package and make a deal work. You could be like, hey, we want Syndergaard. We'll give you... One real good player, like Urias or something. I'm just throwing his name out there. And then like three, four, you know. like a, If they went Urias, Logan Allen, and Edward Olivares, I think the Mets would consider that, something like that. You know, or Edward Olivares and some other player, you know. I don't know. Uh, Jesse Araza or something. Just You know, I think they would consider that. Uh, one other guy I'd like to talk about too is I just finished up watching is Ryan Weathers. I thought this this was the best game that I've seen him since coming back from his injury. He was throwing 91-92 most of the game. The other games he was throwing at first he was throwing 89 to 90. Then he was you know a couple games in was throwing 90 to 91. Now he's throwing 91 to 92. And he was throwing consistently, hitting 92 a lot. He even hit 93. Earlier in the season, he was 95, 96. He was like 94 to 96. Well, 93 to 96. Where he occasionally hit 96, but he was consistently 93 to 95. If he could get, it seems like he's getting better and better. I'm telling you, that guy's one of the most underrated prospects in all baseball is Weathers. He's learning how to pitch, too. Because he can't just use the fastball anymore. You know, and just blow by low A hitters. He's learning how to pitch. It's all. It reminds me like of Brett Favre. Remember when Brett Favre lost Sterling Sharp? Well, when he lost Sterling Sharp, what did he do? He started spreading the ball around, and he became a much better quarterback. He wasn't forcing the ball into Sharp, and that's when he became a first ballot Hall of Famer. Prior to that, he was throwing a bunch of interceptions because he was forced stuff. I feel like Weathers is learning how to pitch now instead of just throwing gas and. And he's good, dude. I mean, I wouldn't want to get him in in any trade unless you're getting a fucking stud back. So that's all I got for tonight. Go ahead and follow me at Craig Meddy on Twitter. And always like to hear the feedback. See what I'm doing. You guys enjoy what I could do better. What have you. All right, fellas. Good night now.